This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So yeah, I used the savings from switching to Progressive 50 years ago to finally buy my dream car. It's a self-driving flying car, but we just say self-flying now. You know, because it's the future, and cars fly in the future. So switch to Progressive and save big because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Cottage Talk. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Bob Ballard. He's on to give us his thoughts on this match for Fulham against West Ham. He is a West Ham supporter. He's also a journalist, so I've had Bob on several times, and I look forward to talking to Bob about this upcoming match. Bob, welcome back to Cottage Talk. How are you doing tonight? It's good to be with you, Russ. Yeah, it's uh, wonderful to be returning to this again, and uh, I will try not to be uh, crowing a little bit too much because that's <laughs> my that's my main concern. I might just have to rein myself in a bit here tonight. Okay, well, listen, West Ham has really been playing well, and things are going your way. I wish I could say the same thing about my club, but we'll talk about both clubs during the show. We'll also look back at the first time these clubs Man, I'm still a little bitter about that, Bob. You know, and you and I actually went back and forth. You actually, if I remember correctly, you thought Fulham should have gotten something out of that. So, well, we'll, we remember that penalty, don't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll <laughs> revisit that in just a bit. But um, again, this is another episode, and I like to do these when we can. To and I call it Friday Night Fulham. I mean, this is Friday Night Fulham. Let's let's talk Fulham, but in this case, we'll also be talking a lot of West Ham. So, Bob, let's get going. Let's let's just pick it up where we left off. Let's talk about West Ham's season so far. It's funny. When we first uh, had this discussion, West Ham, we're doing good. They're doing better now, my friend. So let's talk about West Ham. Yeah, and, and I seem to recall when we last talked, Russ, that uh, you probably got me betwixt and between regarding David Moyes' future at the club, and I was still <laughs> uncertain, And uh, as indeed were. I think the majority of West Ham fans, to be honest, you know, uh, once bitten, twice shy with him. They didn't yep. do great things first time round, didn't pull up too many trees first time round. And when we played you last time, we got off to a, an indifferent start, shall we say, uh, a terrible defeat against Newcastle. And we weren't looking that great. We were, certainly weren't looking the finished article at that stage. But, you know, quantum leap from where we were when we last played you to where we are now. Um, I'm looking at the table. I keep taking um, screen grabs because I go, we're still fifth. <laughs> we're still fifth. And if we're we win fifth. this game, and if we win this game, uh, we potentially go fourth above Liverpool. And it's like Alice in Wonderland right now. Because, you know, I, I think I set my stall out with you last time to say, 
if we finish top 10, I'll be happy. We finish That's top right. eight. I remember. I'm, re- I'm really happy with that. And uh, now, of course, you've got people going, wow, Champions League. You're going, Europa League. You're going, whoa, 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 whoa. This is West Ham we're talking about here, right? We don't talk Champions League. I mean, our owners <laughs> did when we moved from Upton Park to the London Stadium. They were talking about Champions League in, in five years, I think, basically, which oddly enough is now five years. Yes. Um, so, so it's rather weird that this will be the five years and we've been going well we're nowhere near it well obviously we're we're near a relegation than we were getting top 10 last year but all of a sudden things have conspired and there's such a weird league this year yeah and suddenly we have a little bit well a little bit of momentum we have a lot of we've lost once uh in the calendar year uh we're still in the cup and apart from i think a very average display against liverpool last weekend for the most part we've, we've been playing very well in fact i think above and beyond any of our expectations well let's try to quantify or just that's not a good word how do we figure out where and how you got to where you are? And let's talk about Moyes. So what's the difference between the first time to this time with, with Moyes? What is the difference, Bob? I think this time around, he's now getting the team to be his team, right? I think that's the difference between maybe what he had last time and what he's got this time, is he's been quite ruthless with some of the people he's discarded, some people he's not using quite as much as the other managers used to. And he has been very fortunate, I think, in a way that we have two Czech players who have been absolutely exceptional. Suchek has uh, been excellent. Oh, well, Suchek is is, is the, the top-scoring midfielder, second-top-scoring midfielder in the Premier League right now. All pretty much headers, uh, all from set-pieces pretty much too. Um, but you've got Sufal as well. Sufal the other night had uh, Jack Grealish in his pocket all the way through that Villa game. Uh, I think the only time that Grealish ever broke the shackles is when he supplied um, Ollie Watkins with that that goal. Um, which was important because it nearly brought Villa back into it. But our, our two Czech boys who cost next to nothing and their work rate for both of them is absolutely phenomenal. I cannot remember either of them having a bad game since they joined us. So, wow. so they've been, they've been, I think Moyes has been quite lucky because I don't think he thought they were going to be as good as they've turned out to be. And they are really kind of the linchpin that our club and our team works around. Okay, well, I'm going to share some comments from the Fulham supporters on David Moyes. This is from Ralph Leach. Moyes seems very astute in transfer market. The value of his new contract must be going up by the day. And this is from my friend Robin Pendrell. He's a good manager. So let's uh, talk a little bit about Moyes a little bit more. Thoughts about what's been going on in the transfer market. I was going to ask you about the difference of adding Lingard. That's actually quite a coup, to be honest with you. Well, so let's exactly. talk about Moyes and some of the moves that they made in the transfer window. It's, that's actually – thank you, Ralph. That's a good segue for us to talk about the transfer market. Absolutely. And the, and the Jesse Lingard thing obviously goes back to his days at Manchester United yep. where he, he surplused the requirements uh, under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer right now. That's crazy. Uh, and, and likely will be long-term. Now, he's had a few problems off the pitch um, to do, uh, not, not with anything out of the ordinary, but he's had problems, I think, with his family and things like that, which have derailed him slightly. And to me, it was very interesting, the reaction from West Ham fans when it was rumoured that we might take him. A lot of people going, why do we want uh, Manchester United's cast-offs? And I'm thinking, hang on a second, let's look at this guy. Uh, he was an England regular. He was an England first choice yep. for quite a while um he wants to restart his career he's not injured uh, all right he's not had much game time i think he played one fa cup tie for manchester united 
But I could see, as indeed a lot of West Ham fans could also see, here's a guy who wants to prove himself, who wants to rejuvenate his it's a good career. situation for West Ham. Yeah, exactly. And and to me, it, it, it was a win-win situation yep. because he's going to come in with a point to prove. He knows Moyes. Moyes rates him. I think he must rate Moyes as well. Um and he, he's come in and he's hit the ground running. And that, that was an exceptional performance the other night. It's in addition to the two goals, just the link up play was fantastic. Ben Rama's not necessarily his favorite player, but we've now signed him. And we bought him from Brentford, but he can now see that kind of axis that works between Antonio, Ben Rama and Jesse Lingard. And the way it worked against Villa the other night was impeccable. In fact, do you know what? That's one of the very few times when we've played an evening game midweek. I couldn't sleep. I was so excited by how we'd played. I was trying to get to That's sleep. That's great. And, and my, my mind was just buzzing because I think, I've just watched an exceptional performance by my team, which is so rare. And all <laughs> I kept doing was thinking about it time and time again and going over and over about it in my mind, which which rarely happens, to be honest. Yeah, that that's great, Bob. And listen, I'm very happy for you. You and I have talked a lot about West Ham and the ups and downs of West Ham. And uh, so it's good to see you on an upswing. And it, it's, it's funny because when we talk about Moyes, and uh, I can go back to several years ago when Moyes became the manager of Manchester United, I thought, okay, this is the right man. It didn't work there, and it hasn't worked in a few different places. So is it really just about him finding his right team, Bob? You're going back yeah, to that, what you yeah. said before. Is yeah, this really, I, it's his team. It's what he wants. It's working together because this is the team that he built. I also believe that if you look back at what he did with Everton and before that with Preston, yeah. um, the, the argument is, isn't it? it's a pretty good one, I think. You don't become a bad manager overnight. Now, no, he absolutely inherited- not. It was a re- he, he he got what we call a hospital pass for the for the Manchester United uh, job because let's face it whoever took that on was in on the hiding to nothing. Oh, you, that's, you're, following, uh, you're, you're following a man who, who's who's, who's you know, cr- carved out that club for, yeah. for for over two decades, right? So whoever was going to take that job on had probably a thankless task. Somebody had to do it. He thought it was his chance. Didn't quite work. Maybe he wasn't given long enough there. But Manchester United is the kind of club where, where you're not given that length of time. Didn't work in Spain, didn't work at Sunderland. And you're thinking, right, the further he gets away from success here, the more difficult it is for him to reestablish himself as a good manager. But now, um, as I say, you know, initially when he came back, we're all going, oh. And also there's a brand of football, the style of football too, yep. which which was what West Ham fans were going, do we want to watch this turgid stuff every week? And the answer was no. We're watching turgid stuff, and we're not winning. More to the point, <laughs> well, I, th- I, think, I think to a certain extent you can get get around the turgid stuff if you're winning. But if you're if you're, you're playing awful football and you're losing or you're not getting wins, then that makes it really difficult. But now he's maybe got the players he wants who can play the style of football he wants and can be more creative. We still still go back too often for my like even against Villa the other night there were times where I thought let's push on here let's yeah. be positive let's, let's let's be aggressive and attack and we're going back into our own half and I go oh, why do we keep doing that so there's still an element of safety first with our team but apart from that I, I mean that's being hypercritical and, and also if you look Russell the, the two performances Liverpool last weekend yeah. we were flat we, we we were playing a team on reputation not on what their current form is they're going, oh, it's Liverpool. Oh, my God, we're playing Liverpool. And, and we were like rabbits in the headlights for most of that game. Whereas if, you gave him too much how, respect, Bob. 
And, and then you see how Brighton played in, in midweek. Yes. You go, why did we play like that? If we played like that, we could have beaten them last weekend. Uh, but on, on that on that same night, we've got a situation where we're, we're taking Aston Villa to the cleaners. So yep. you go, okay, all right, I'll, I'll take that because maybe we're getting a, a little bit too greedy in a way because you know we, that is the only game that we've lost this calendar year. We've we won our FA Cup ties. We've won all our league games so far. We were unbeaten apart from that Liverpool game in, in 2021. So, so you know, maybe we shouldn't be so greedy and saying, right, just just bring it on win after win, because that's not what we're used to anyway. Let's be honest right. about it. Okay. But it's interesting that you said this, because as we get in and we break down the match and we preview the match, you said something that I say about Scott Parker all this time, Bob. And so maybe they have this common denominator, safety first. Yeah. Because honestly, that's Scott Scott Parker, again, for as much as we want him to be more aggressive, he's safety first, Bob. So when you say that, and again, Moyes has obviously this huge track record going back to Everton. You talked about the other stints, but I look at Everton, and I always was impressed with him at Everton. I can't get past that. And like you said, you don't become a bad manager overnight. Sometimes it's the hand that you're dealt, right? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you're not dealt the, the best hand. Now he's built a hand that's difficult to beat, honestly, if, if we're talking poker. Difficult hand to beat. So mm-hmm. that's why you are kind of where you are. You have the right players. You're the right manager. It's all working together. So I certainly understand and thank you for sharing that. All right, before we really break down this match, and we will look back at that first matchup, before we do that, I want to get your thoughts on Fulham and on Scott Parker, okay? Because first, I, w- I just want to get your overall th- thoughts on Fulham from the first time that we played. It's funny because, again, we'll talk about that matchup in just a second. But um, overall, what have you made of Fulham? Because, again, it's they are where they are. You and I talked about off air. The table doesn't lie. But it, they just don't look like a team that's – 18th right now they don't look like a team but but again that doesn't matter it's it's about the points what are your thoughts on full well well you're right because you look at the teams surrounding them who are conceding lots of goals and looking completely out of kilter Fulham are not getting hammered by anybody right now they're not conceding a lot of goals but obviously as we, as we talked about last time I think you're not scoring the goals and that's, that's that the problem is, right now that's Bob. a ball and, and then all of it also I'm not quite sure about the chemistry that's working with Mitrovic or not working with Mitrovic as a case of that's I mean, another great point his body language the other night was not great, right? He's playing, but yep. he, he, he just seems to be sulking. There are a couple of times where he's throwing himself around like he wanted free kicks and penalties. I'm thinking, come on, you're a better player than that. You know, you've shown that on the international stage, you're a better player than that. But it just seems to me he's a very unhappy, unsettled, whatever, will play them. And maybe that runs through the camp a little bit. It's very interesting that you say that. Bob, because one of the things we've been talking about on College Talk, and we'll talk about Scott Parker in just a second here, is how does Mitrovic fit into the way Parker wants to play? And against the bigger clubs, he's been playing – well, I should say right now he's really focusing more on playing three at the back, this formation that actually worked the first time they played against Leicester City. But there have been opponents that I look at, and I'm thinking he needs to adjust how he plays – and be more aggressive. But also, we're trying to figure out how does Mitrovic fit in a counterattacking style? And it doesn't, like you said, is the chemistry right? But for Parker, this is the player that he has to score the goals. He needs to get him going. And we've seen encouraging signs, but not, unfortunately, against Leicester City. Leicester City, it was not encouraging. So I understand where you're going on that. 
But that's going to lead me to ask you about Parker because we know how things work. And I was waiting for the talk to begin because Parker really has not been under any pressure. Really not. And I got to be honest with you, I started seeing it after the Leicester City match. I knew it was going to happen because the reaction is always when you're starting to do bad, change the manager. Bob, I don't Mm. want them to change the manager. I'm on record as saying you stick with Parker, even if you go down the championship, because Fulham have changed managers left and right. Enough with the change in the managers. It doesn't guarantee you that things are going to change in a positive manner. It's a combination of Parker continuing to learn his craft and the players being able to execute and, like you said, score the goals. I don't change the manager, Bob, but I know how the reaction is of fans and media they automatically yeah. look at change the manager, and I'm completely against it with Parker. And he wasn't my but, choice. No, I get that. But also, the the owner of your club is investing a lot of money in that building. Is yes. you've got that massive new uh, stand. stand. You're gonna have the swimming pool on the roof or whatever it is, and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> well, what's it all that about? And you got a new hotel and all that stuff. So, so let's be fair. Most of the money is being spent on the infrastructure. It's not being spent on the team right now. You had that a couple of seasons ago where you spent that large yes. amount of money and it didn't work, right? Yep. So, so now the money's actually going into the, the bricks and mortar of the place rather than the players. So they're kind of saying to, to Scott, right, you do what you can with what you've got right now. I would like to see Scott Parker as a kind of Sean Dyche in a way. Yes. That if, if it was a situation where you did go down, that he could do a Sean Dyche, bring you back up, and then you might be an ever-present in the league. See, I'm, then, I'm there with you, Bob. And I could see that, and that's why it's funny, because we'll talk about this, and uh, I'm still on record as saying that I believe Fulham are going to stay in this division. But if they were to go down, I would want them to stick with Parker, because at some point you need to back someone, and that's just my belief. They've tried this carousel of managers, Bob. It hasn't worked. At some point you got to... Pick a man, you back him. Like, again, look at Moyes. They built a team around the way Moyes wants to play. Mm, so yeah. Tony Khan, Shad Khan, everyone there needs to build a team the way Parker wants to play. <laughs> Chaka Khan, very, very funny there, Bob. So so are you in agreement with me that Fulham should stick with him? It sounds like you are. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, we have a soft spot. A lot of the West Ham fans have a big soft spot for Scott. He's a good job for us. There are some who will never forgive him for going to Spurs, uh, but I'm not in that camp. And I, and I liked the, the the work he put in for us. And he was it was a yep. wholehearted um, West Ham player when he was there. So we, we've got a soft spot. And then there, there was a time, even this season, where people were talking about Scott Parker as a future West Ham manager, saying that if it doesn't work out with Moyes, that maybe we could look at Scott Parker. Obviously, yep. things have gone in a completely different direction now. Moyes. Is, yeah. is seen as, as the new messiah and uh, Scott's not even been talked about in those terms but I certainly would love to see them stick with him um, give him a chance it, it, it's going to be a bit of a crapshoot down the bottom the, the, the worry I have from your point of view is suddenly Sheffield United getting their act together right we all kind of thought oh Sheffield United are going it's Sheffield United and two others now they're a point behind West Brom and yep. it was going oh watch out for Sheffield United they come up on the rails and it only takes two or three results and if, if they about they got Spurs this weekend I think so yep. who knows but um or is it West Brom have got Spurs, Spurs this weekend? That's right. But um, uh, Sheffield United could, could, you know, they could do the Houdini act and get off the bottom. West Brom, I think, will go. Uh, and then obviously we've got we've got um, two others to, to look at in that situation. So 
I, I'd like to see him stick with him. Um, okay. Again, who do you get? Let, let's say you, get, you do go down to the championship. Yep. Who are you going to find? Who are you going to get? You're not going to want to go down the Sam Allardyce route because if Allardyce yeah. takes West Brom down, that that'll be him with his legacy gone. So, so who would you go with? Stick, it's stick been with what suggested you know. to me, and, and again, this is not nothing against this manager. In fact, in a different situation, I, I would be all for this, but I don't want to change the manager. Someone like Rafa Benitez. Now, why would mm-hmm. he want to come to Fulham at this point? That's something else to ask. Why would he want to come? But Regardless, I just think that right now they need to stick with him, back him, and potentially do what you just said. At some point, let a manager mature, and who knows, maybe he does become Sean Dyche, and like you said, we get we get a long run in us, and that's what we ultimately want. Okay, hmm. coming up next, we're going to preview this upcoming match between Fulham and West Ham. Okay, Bob, to start our preview... Let's go back and let's look at that match at your place. And uh, I just want to get your view on it. Is And can we learn anything from it? You've already told me that you believe your team is completely different from yeah. when we played each other the first time. But can we learn something from it? Because I thought Fulham gave you everything that you could handle the first time around. Yeah, and I think it almost went to the form we said it would do, where we were dominant for a little bit, and then we kind of took our foot off the pedal a little bit, and you came right back into it. And obviously that penalty at the end, uh, which you've probably gone over time and time again, ad nauseum, we don't oh. need me to do that, um, where you're just going, oh, okay, well, we, at that stage, we're thinking we throw it away. Uh, and, of course, ultimately it was you <laughs> threw it away. So it was, it was, it was an after, after you called. I've never job, seen anything quite like that. I'll just no, say that. No, I'm not, I'm not nor have I. Um, you, you just put your foot through it and the whole game changes. Um, but, I, but I think looking at West Ham, just a, from a confidence point of view, right, yep. from from where you were there and where we were there to where we are now, I think there's a massive chasm. Okay. I think we, we look confident. We look like we're up for it. We look like we know what we're doing. The Liverpool game aside, take that out of the equation, I think that was, that was a, an aberration. But against teams who are not top four teams – I think we 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 now have the measure of most of the teams in around us and below us the way that we're playing. Uh, that to me, I'm looking through our team and I'm going. I don't see any real problems or aberrations in that. I, I don't. I don't see okay. an area and I'm going. Oh, actually, that's where we're weak, or that that could right. be somewhere to exploit. I, I think from top to toe, Fabianski's got his act together. Our back five, if we play back five, is looking great. Midfield has been the strongest. It's the, our, the only real thing at the moment that which is slightly letting us down is Mikel Antonio is is creating chances but not scoring them. Okay. But luckily, from our point of view, other people around him are. So that they're kind of. Picking up the slack, if you like. Okay, very good, Bob. All right, let's get into this. I'm going to put you in the uh, shoes of David Moyes, okay? You're David Mm. Moyes. What is your strategy against Fulham on Saturday? How would you approach this? Well, it would be different from the the Villa game because the Villa game, they set 
their stall out to keep Greedish quiet and say, right, let's cut off the supply for Ollie Watkins. Uh, if we take Greedish out of the equation, he is their engine room and they can't really function without him. So so that's what happened with Sufal. Sufal was given, well, we double teamed actually, and let's, let's face it, it was a former Fulham guy in Fredericks with yep. Sufal, who, who basically were in his pocket all the time, never gave him his, his space, any time. And it was a masterstroke and it worked. That will not be the case tomorrow because it will be, it'll be a different situation. Um, will be expected to be more on the front foot, although we were on the front foot for the most part the other night, as it turned out. But yep. I think I think it, I think I don't see him actually making a change. I think he might potentially go with Fredericks as well for this game, um, which which will be a surprise because because Dawson's been playing very well. But um, I think he might. I think he just might go with that with that option. Um, but we'll see because because he to me I'm not a big Fredericks fan. I don't know whether you are for his time at Fulham, but I'm not a big Fredericks fan. But the other night he played. He he obviously given a job to do. Here's yep. your job, and he, and he did it to the letter. Um, so on the basis of that, he's he, he's almost earned a chance to play against okay. you this weekend. I think so. So it may well be that we'll start with the same eleven that we had the other night. Um, but I think I think it will be. A more open game in lots of ways. I don't, I don't think we're, we're going to be on the back foot too much in this one, and we won't be targeting a specific player like we did the other night. Okay. All right. I'm going to flip it on you. I'm not going to put you in the shoes of your former player, Scott Parker, okay? What would be your strategy against West Ham? Now, like you said, you're a different side now, so how do you think he should be looking at this, and should he be throwing out the first time and say, you know what, we need to do things differently? I learned that against Leicester City because I thought Fulham were going to approach it or should approach it similarly, and it didn't work, and I think that he got outcoached to Brendan Rodgers. So should he be looking at this differently than he did in the first matchup? I'm curious your view on that. Yeah, and I, and I say I think you, you're looking at a different team now. Uh, right. I can't remember whether, whether Antonio played in the like, – I don't in think he team. did. No, he, I think he was injured against you last yep. time. So he he's back. He's getting fitter with every game. He's due a goal. He may be due a couple of goals. Um, again, you've got the Lingard effect that we're going to talk about. Yep. Uh, ben Rama, who now – I think I think what the difference with Ben Rama the other night is he was on loan. We've now bought him. So he, he's kind of ours, and he feels like he's part and parcel of what we're doing now. So so immediately his game steps up. I know you want to talk about what, how Fulham are going to do this, but – Sure. I think that you, you, the, the, I think the problem you're going to have, uh, Scott's going to have here, is you've got a lot of players who are either trying to prove a point or are really coming into the best of the, the quality of their play right now. So how do you stop that? Yep. Um, it, it, it's a that's what that's why he's paid the big bucks, and I'm not to be absolutely honest because because I, I don't quite know how with what you've got. How you stop what we've got? I really don't see okay. how you make that easy. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to be a, a high-scoring game. And we're going to we're going to trounce you or anything. I think it, it, then they rarely are between our two teams. Sure, to be absolutely honest. Um, but I, I'm not quite sure when, when you're playing. You, you're talking about playing cards earlier on. What, yeah. what kind of what kind of cards can he deal that might cause us problems in the long term? Uh, and I don't see anybody within the structure of Fulham at the moment that I've seen from the games that I've seen who's going to really cause us a problem. 
So, so I'm sorry to kind of opt out on that one a little bit, yeah. but I, I, I just, I just t- can't think of a strategy because if you if you go super defensive, I think we've got the pace, uh, and I think you, w- with the way we showed the the way we cut Aston Villa open a couple of times the other night, that would not be a great strategy for him. It's interesting because I, I would, off the top of my head, Bob, I'm thinking he's going to play it the way he would say uh, approach it against Manchester United, Chelsea, or you know, again, the way that you're playing and then try to beat you on the counter. That's what I, you know, again, that's what I think he's going to do. But I want to just change the subject just a little bit because we're talking about loans, right? And while you're saying this, I'm thinking about this. I don't want to pick your brain on this. Fulham's team is is made up of many loans. Mm. And we're talking, you just mentioned Ben Rama and you see the difference there. Yeah. Do you think it can be an issue when you are playing and starting many players that are on loan. I think it depends on the mentality of the player. I mean, Ben Rama was, was obviously keen for a move to the Premier League um, and came on loan. Moy, he's not a Moyes-type player. This is what I find interesting right. with Ben Rama. He, he's a bit too full of tricks and flicks and it's not really what Moyes is about. But his work rate and his work ethic is what Moyes wants. So he almost has to, there's a bit of a counterbalance there. All yep. right, you're going to do a few stupid things and a few flips and twists and those kind of things. I don't really want you to do. I'd rather you, right. you play the game in a more solid way. But it, he also knows he's got a great engine and he, he'll create some things like that. So it, to me, it's a shot. It always would seem, if I was in that situation, it would be a shot window for me if I was a lone player to go, yeah. look at me. You know, it's almost like when you, when you go to an animal rescue center, it's the dogs who come to the front that want, want to, want to, want to lick you and stuff like that because right. they want the attention, right? So you, 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 you should be in the shop window. If you're, if you're going on loan to a club and you're not putting the effort in, then why are you doing it? Why are you right. doing I, it? I totally agree with that, Bob. And, you know, listen, I'm, I'm not singling any, any of these players out because I think they're all doing their job for Fulham, but I, I always am curious the mentality, like you said, because mm. it is about, like you said, putting yourself out there because it can benefit you. Mm. And, but I've always wondered, how does that, when you have so many of them, does it work together? Does it, you know, when you don't have, you know, like in Fulham do have a few, you know, they we did purchase Tosin, and I think Tosin's been been very good but you have a lot of these players that are coming out on loan and i've always wondered well are they in it for form and i i would like to think that they are and i believe that they are but i would just you know if, when you have so many of them i was always wondering how that would work it you know and again i i don't think that's the reason why they are where they are but it's just an interesting thought when you have your so own players are you getting enough out of loftus cheek do you reckon well, see, that's the person that comes to mind when we're talking about this. Mm. Because when I'm thinking about lone players, and I'm thinking about a player that he's had a few good performances, but I honestly, I think they've been more below par than even par. And um, mm. the argument can be, Bob, that he's still coming back from that injury. Yeah, that's true. The, the other part of this is, how does he fit in Scott's system? And I'll also mention to you, that I think Fulham have missed the, the creative spark in central midfield, a uh, creative player like Tom Kearney, because Ruben Loftus-Cheek is different. So, And we've always talked about, could they play together? I actually think that they could play together. Former Fulham player Rob Wilson is convinced that Kearney and Ruben Loftus-Cheek can play together. But I think that he is doing a, a prof- – I think he's being a professional – do I think that he's, you know, his heart is at Fulham? I don't know, but I think 
slowly but surely he's getting back to the player that he was. He's just not quite there. Mm. And uh, I just read an article that he's basically saying he's getting there, but the goals haven't come yet. But he says that they are coming. And I hope he's right because they, they need someone mm. to start scoring goals. All right, Bob, let's move on. And you pretty much already kind of talked about this, but but give me your starting 11 for West Ham against Fulham. Okay, the last time you caught me on the hop, so I wasn't ready for that. So this is what this is what I think. This is how I think we'll go tomorrow. We may okay. we, we may make one change. I think I said Dawson. I met Bowen earlier on. By the way, yep. I said Dawson. Um, all right, so I think we'll go probably. What's he going to go up against you with? I think he'll probably go with the back four. Will be Cresswell, Ogbonna, Dawson, and, and Sufal. Uh, then the holding midfielders will be Suchek and Rice, uh, Ben Rama on the left, Lingard in the middle, Bowen, Bowen or Fredericks, whichever option he goes with. Uh, personally, I think Fredericks is, is worth a worth a punt tomorrow. Okay. But, uh, but uh, it, it, Bowen, he might just have given Bowen a rest the other night and bring him back in. Okay. And then, and then Antonio will obviously lead the line from the front. So that that'll be it. So it'll be uh, yeah, back four, then two holding midfielders. The three attacking midfielders and Antonio at the front. Okay, all right. I've been th- giving this some thought of what I think Parker's going to do, and uh, this is what I think he's going to do. But we'll see. Uh, so I'm going to go with the back three. I'm going to say he's going to stick with this. He's going to go with Olaena, Tosin, and Anderson. Anderson would would be in in the middle of that, and then I'm going to go. This is the one that I could go two different ways, but I'm going to say he's going to go at right wing back with Bobby Decadova Reed, even though he has Kenny Tete mm. available. I think he's going to go with Bobby Decadova Reed. It's just my thought, Bob. And on the left, he's going to go with Anthony Robinson. Then yeah. it gets interesting in the middle. I'm thinking that he's going to go with Harrison Reed, Engisa, mm-hmm. and Ruben Loftus Cheek. And then we'll say Adamo Lookman. And Mitro, I'm, I think he's going to stick with Mitro because he needs to get Mitro going. So that's what I'm going to go with. I'm not saying that that is going to be okay. the right lineup. I think I'm trying to project what I think Parker is going to do. The one big one that I was trying to think about was, is it going to be Tete or um, Bobby Decadova reed I think he likes Reed because he knows that Reed can score from that position even from that position. So I think he's okay. I think he's looking for more goals, looking for more positivity. So mm. I'm gonna say Bobby Decadova Reed, even though I think Tete's better at crossing the ball for Mitro. So that's what I'm going with, Bob. All right. So how, how many changes from the other night then? So I didn't I didn't have your eleven the other night. So um, I, I can't even think off the top of my head for the other <laughs> yeah. night. I I wanna say I wanna say it was uh Bobby Decadova Reed for uh um, for Tete, I think that's one, and uh, I, um, I believe it was Lamina for for Harrison Reed. I went with Harrison mm. Reed this time uh, because because okay. I, I think Harrison Reed gives him more stability. So I'm go- I'm going with Harrison Reed. I th- I think those were really, if I'm remember correctly, the two changes. I, I don't okay, think that okay. there were any other changes. Okay, all right. So so the only one likely I think for us is maybe Bowen for Fredericks. So I think the other the other okay. Is okay, good there. All right, guys, we're about to give our predictions, so feel free if you're watching online, sharing your predictions. I'm very curious what everyone's predictions are going to be. Bob, I'm going to you first. Give me your prediction for this match, and then I'll I'll share some from the Fulham supporters, and I'll share mine as well. 
Okay, well, I am feeling confident because I thought we well, played sure. exceptionally well the other night and nobody's got any injuries that I'm aware of. So I fancy a three... I keep thinking three nil, but I don't really want to run wow. it in. So I'm going to go 3-1. I'll go 3-1. Wow. Wow, that's... Uh... You know, and what's interesting, and I'm just going to pull this up, and I'm the worst multitasker, Bob, but I'm going to try pulling this up because I did a poll earlier. And, um, you know, uh, 265 votes, not that's a huge amount. And the question was, uh, what is your prediction for form against West Ham? Here it is. This just will give you an indicator of how the form supporters are feeling about this. Loss is at 60%. Win mm. is at 25%. And draw is at 15%. So the majority of fans are with you. Fulham mm-hmm. supporters that they believe West Ham is going to win. Let's see. I'm going to just pull up some comments, see if I got some predictions here. Okay, so I've got a few. This is from, from my friend Stefan here. He's going bring nil to West Ham. And then my friend Robin Pendrill is going two to one to Fulham. Those are the only predictions I have Give so far. One. If, if uh, anyone's watching live and they want to share some predictions, feel free to add them, and uh, I'll share them as well. Okay, Bob. I have to go for a win. I have to go for a win because full. Of course, you know. I understand that. I, understand I have that. to. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going with my good friend here, Robin Pendrel. I'm going two to one to Fulham, and uh, you know who's scoring then? Who's scoring then? In first two. <laughs> when was the last okay. time you scored two? When was the last time you it's scored a great two? Question. By the way, what? When was the last time you scored two? By the way, uh, that's uh, we actually scored two against West Brom. Okay. Right. We, we we actually did okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a little bit of an upset with one of the goal scorers. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. for Ruben Loftus Cheek. Okay, and I'm gonna say Adam Lookman. I'm gonna say Mitro is is not gonna score once again. Those okay. are gonna be my goal scores. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm I'm going with. Let me see what else we got here. This is a, a friend of ours who's actually watching on YouTube he's going one nil to foam so mm-hmm. let's see okay. let's see oh okay okay so we, we've when got, was the last time you kept a clean sheet oh it's been a little bit but we've actually had, had a decent <laughs> amount of clean sheets but you know again we, we we've had a bunch of nil nils Bob which is yeah we actually have so okay yeah. so Robin Pedro's going for Tosin <laughs> and Mitro that's very funny Okay. okay. All right. All right. Good stuff, Bob. Listen, before we wrap this up, any yes. final thoughts from you? Um, I, I think we've got to just take the reins up a little bit from, from our expectations. Because I, I am seeing people, uh, West Ham fans getting a bit giddy. I'm not used to seeing that, quite frankly. <laughs> we've, not, we've not been in a situation like that for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, we're, not, we're, we're not Spurs fans. We, we don't say we've won the league when we, when we, when we draw games. Um, so I reckon our ambition now should be Europa League, definitely. Okay. I think we can do that because I can see teams around us who aren't as consistent as we are right now. Yep. I think I think Champions League is a pipe dream. If it happens, that'd be fantastic. But it's it's not in my reckoning. So I you know I think for my earlier kind of top ten, I'd like to see us be top seven. Okay, excellent, Bob. All right, my final thoughts goes back to the match and w- w- one of the reasons why I, I predicted a full victory because I'm challenging Scott Parker and his side to learn what went right and what went wrong against West Ham the first time. I am pointing to that because you are not the same team. So this yeah. is going to be interesting because if I'm Scott Parker, I don't do the same thing. I need to change it up. I try to look at 
what did not work. Because again, I think the best managers in any sport, Bob, learn from their mistakes or learn from a loss or learn even from a draw more than they wor- learn from wins. Because mm-hmm. you you need to self-evaluate, not just yourself, but your players. You need to do that to look at, especially when you have a return match like this, I think if you go in with the attitude that you're going to do the same thing, I think you're just asking for trouble. So my hope is that Scott Parker and the players learned from the first time. It was a loss, but they went toe-to-toe with West Ham, but they don't go in with the attitude that we do the same exact thing. They need to learn from their experiences, and that that's going to be my final thoughts. Okay, Bob. Thank you, as always, for joining me. It's always a pleasure. And I will say this. Bob is one of the good guys. I met Bob in person when he came here to Boston. And I only wish you well when, you know, your your side, you know, again, I wish I wish your side well because of you. I have no allegiance to West Ham, but because of you, no, I know. I've I know. always I, had I, a soft I, spot for West Ham. And, and you know that I feel the same way. That I, I like Fulham. Uh, they are one of the London clubs. I, I, I don't have a problem with Arsenal. I don't have a problem with Fulham. I don't have a problem with Crystal Palace either. I do have a problem with some other clubs in London who we won't mention. Well, I have a problem um, with Tottenham. But... Yeah, well, I, I think anybody who is not a Spuds fan, as we call them here, um, <laughs> then I think most people do have that kind of problem anyway. But uh, but no, I, I, I really would love to see you stay up. So uh, and I well, said thanks, that Bob. thing at the beginning of the season. Thanks, Bob. Okay. Well, listen, that's going to do it for this episode of College Talk. For my very special guest, Bob Ballard, I am Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to College Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.